The following is a Kingfisher Media production. You're listening to the What I Like About You podcast. On this show, what we like to do is to have conversations with people that we don't think we've got much in common with and try to see if that's true or if we actually do share some common ground. Today, we've got actually a really interesting guest for you. She's our first teenage guest, and I don't know because of privacy and whatnot whether we should even mention your last name, but Brooklyn is the host of a really great new podcast called Sit Back and Chat. I've listened to only one episode so far, but I thought like the perspective that she offered was like so relatable, even for an old fart like myself, that I just like I'm just so excited to talk to her today. With me is my co-host. Alexis Aralyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So just right off the bat, I checked out your show, Sit Back and Chat. You did an episode that was called something along the lines of treating disrespect with respect. Mm-hmm. I thought like the things that you suggested were absolutely brilliant. And like even for a guy like me who's 48 years old, I felt like your advice was advice that I could be taking. Can, can you share a little bit about your podcast and like maybe a little bit about the message of that episode? So as far as my podcast, um, it's called Sit Back and Chat, and I sit back and chat with my listeners. Um, I give advice. I talk about my life lessons that I've learned throughout my short-lived life so far and things of that nature. It's a really fun time. And yeah, but as far as that episode, it was called How to Handle Disrespect with Respect. And I kind of just gave my listeners some lines to use in very general situations when someone was being rude to them or disrespectful and how to just kind of handle that professionally without stooping to their level. That was the purpose of the episode. Very interesting. <laughs> it's what, what got me right away with that episode was that I mean, you were describing your perspective as a person where like everybody's kind of in authority over you because of your age and whatnot. Right. But yeah, even when you get older, I mean, there's always going to be the situation where like there's somebody in charge who you can't just call out if they're being a jerk. And I thought like Mm -hmm. some of the things that you had suggested as far as like approaching these disrespectful people in authority, it was fantastic advice. Like I learned a lot from you. Can you share maybe one or two things with the listeners as far as like, say like I, I'm in a position of authority over you and I'm just being intentionally disrespectful for you to, or to you. What are like one or two things that you might say in response to me to get me to sort of stop? Well, my main go-to line is, for example, if you're being disrespectful to me, I would probably say something along the lines of, you know, if you can't communicate with me in a respectful tone, then I would prefer that we don't communicate any further because that kind of cuts off the communication. You're not being rude and you're kind of being professional. And I feel like that's a relevant point. Like if you can't talk to me in a nice way, then don't talk to me at all. It's basically saying that with more words. So you're, you're a teenager. We never had a teenager on the show. We've already mentioned that. So you're a teenager and you're talking about... (laughs) how to, you know, handle disrespectful people, you know, what is the perception of, you know, of someone of 
your age, like, how do you see most of the adults in this world? Like, if you were going to be honest, and maybe unprofessional for a second, you're just going to be a teenager for a second, like a normal teenager. What would be your perceptions of us at our age, you know, in our 30s and 40s? And what do you think about people our age? (laughs) I would say the main thing I think about, um, it's not necessarily positive, but It's the fact that I feel like a lot of adults usually talk down to teenagers and things like that. And I feel like it can be really like harmful because most of the time they kind of perceive us as, you know, being up to no good and things like that. And I feel like that energy really comes through to us, like when they're kind of communicating with us sometimes. And I feel like it's unfair that we kind of get looked at in a negative connotation and things like that. And I just feel like adults are always expecting the worst when it comes to teenagers. Mm, mm. No, I get that. Like growing up in church, my friends and I, we'd always invite our friends to church, you know, like good little Christians would. And we would always sit in the back row because we would invite our friends. And like, I went to a really big church, right? So, you know, you don't want to invite a friend and then sit in the front row and have them have to walk all in front of everyone their first time coming to church or whatever. So we'd sit in the back row and we'd wait for our friends to come in like, hey, come sit with us, you know. And, uh, but because we sat in the back row for some reason that was seen as kind of like a negative and rebellious thing. And yeah, people like judged us just for that. And I always thought it was kind of silly. So Yeah, I like having your perspective on that, because now that I'm the same age as these adults were looking down on me, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not treating our youth that way, because in a few years, y'all are going to be voters and y'all are going to be leading this country and uh, solving these problems. So, you know, that big age gap uh, is kind of where a lot of the problems lie sometimes. Yeah, I agree. You you mentioned that as adults, as a, as a habit, we tend to generalize young people as being up to no good or just, I guess, we have all these unfair assumptions about what you guys are up to. I'm just, I'm sort of forced to wonder when you look at us sort of piggybacking off of what Alexis had asked, are there like assumptions that maybe young people are making about us as like the older generation that maybe you think are just as unfair that make, make getting along between the two age groups sort of more difficult than it should be. I would say in a way, I would say most, you know, teenagers perceive adults as I would say the type of energy that some of adults give is like their way or the highway. Like I feel like, um, sometimes adults aren't very open to hearing what teenagers have to say. So even if a certain adult isn't like that and wants to hear what you have to say, most teenagers just kind of put up a wall with adults. Hmm. It's kind of hard because I mean, like I'm already kind of getting old, I guess, but I'm not so old that I don't remember being a teenager. And I remember a lot of the stuff you're talking about. It was frustrating because I always felt like, look, I'm not an idiot. I've got great thoughts. I've got things I can bring into the conversation, but you people are so busy dismissing me because you think I'm too inexperienced to know what I'm talking about. And it's frustrating. I sort of used to get like angry sometimes, but now that I'm part of like that older group, I've got teenage kids of my own. 
I find myself doing a lot of the things that I didn't like it when they were done to me. And I don't know, I, I, I guess in a way, I almost understand both sides of it, but at the same time, I think I'm seeing more like that. It's a problem than, than anything else. Cause it's like, I can, I can look at you or my kids and I can think, okay, well, you got this opinion now. What are you going to think in 20 years when you're paying a mortgage and you know, you got kids of your own or whatever the, the, mm-hmm. the case may be. But what gets me about people like you as an individual is I think that you really challenge the stereotype that I assign to your generation because you are well-spoken. You seem well thought out. And I feel like if I get over my own BS, I can actually learn from you because maybe you haven't got as much experience from as, as me, but it's not to say that you don't have your own unique experience. You think about stuff. I, I, I just wish, I guess that more people in my age group would give you and your, your, your other people in your generation a chance, you know, which kind of leads me into my next question. What advice would you offer in general to older people like Alexis and I? I would say my advice when it comes to, you know, interacting with the younger generation is to just listen. I feel like a lot of you know, adults don't necessarily listen to anything that we have to say. And then that kind of leads to us, you know, like I said, putting up that wall and not really speaking about our emotions or speaking about our problems or speaking about our accomplishments because it feels like no one's listening. And I feel like that's a huge problem. And then also not like downplaying everything and the whole like, you don't know anything or things like that. I just feel like that's kind of damaging because it just programs teenagers not to speak up or not to say anything or want to share anything. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I mean, when I was 16, there was a lot of stuff that happened to me between the time I was born and the time I was 16. A lot of stuff happens that that's like your most important developmental years. And uh, I remember being in high school, wanting to share my, my thoughts or express my opinions and yeah, being treated like it it was in you know wasn't valuable or it was wrong when nobody ever actually took the time to to listen. And yeah, that was frustrating, just not feeling like you're not heard. Well, it's just sort of piggybacking off of that. As a parent of teenagers, I mean, one of the most frustrating things I deal with is wondering why aren't my kids talking? Like they don't come to me with important stuff. They'd rather talk to their friends. I ask, how was school? They say, fine. And then I find out later, well, no, there was some pretty serious stuff going on. And I was always thinking, like, what is wrong with young people? But I'm realizing now that the reason that we get these kind of, like, generic answers is maybe because, like you're saying, Brooklyn, we're not treating you like your voice matters anyway. So why the hell would you come to us when you got things going on? Like. I don't want to like pry into your relationship with your parents too much, but are, are they people that you feel that you can go to when, when you've got things you need to say? Yeah. My parents most definitely listen to me when I have to say and things like that. And I always go to them when I need them, but most of the time I can figure things out myself. I'm, I'm a very independent person. Right. Mm-hmm. 
like how does your parents approach kind of differ from maybe some of your friends parents because I'm, I'm assuming you and your friends talk about this stuff i would say my friends parents um they don't necessarily listen but also when they do listen they kind of it's kind of a blame game. Like they want to kind of shift the blame or figure out who to blame. And it turns into rather a conversation, more of an argument. And why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And you're probably upset because you're sleeping in too much or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like just bringing up stuff that has nothing to do with what anyone's talking about, trying to point blame at someone. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really interesting perspective. Now that you say that, I realize that I'm guilty of some of those things myself. Yeah, I feel like when blame is being placed, there's no more room left to have a conversation and actually solve the issue. So obviously, like I, I think you've identified like some things that parents in general do kind of wrong. Yeah. For the parents that are doing things right, like we figured out with you, I think, pretty quickly, we made the assumption that your parents must be pretty amazing people because you seem like a pretty amazing person yourself. And like that doesn't usually happen by accident. And I don't want to like give your parents all the credit for who you are. Obviously, like you're driving your own bus and like I think you're doing a fantastic job about uh, of it. But I'm just wondering, like when you do have conversations with your parents, are there questions that they don't ask or that parents in general maybe don't ask that you wish that we would ask a little bit more often? I would say for me, well, not even for me, I would say in general, parents should ask more rather than, you know, how are your grades looking and stuff like that? Cause I feel like a lot of parents, like really all they ask questions about are school related things, but I feel like more parents should be asking their kids what are your passions? What do you love to do? Like things yeah. like that. Mm. So yeah. yeah, we, we kind of turn things into a performance review and you want us to get to know who you are. Is that what I'm understanding? Exactly. Cause I feel like a lot of parents don't even necessarily know a lot about their kids, especially in the teenage years. Most of the time, like I have, you know, friends and stuff where sometimes it feels like their parents don't know them at all. And it's really crazy yeah. considering that they live with them. Yeah. It's amazing how you can live in the same house and not know anything about that person, not really know what's going on in their head. I know if my mom knew exactly what was going on in my head, you know, at the time when I was a teenager, she probably would have been a little shocked. But yeah, I didn't feel like I could approach my mom about certain things. And yeah, that was a little bit rough. But I'm kind of glad that you touched on that, like you wish parents would just ask you more about you. And who you're, you know, what you're all about. And it's not just about school. It's like, what do you want out of life? And I, I was just going to start asking you some of these questions. Uh, so I guess it's kind of a good place to ask you. But, you know, what are you all about? I mean, as someone of your age, I mean, what have you learned? And what have you discovered? And do you have any passions in your life? I would say my passion in life is, you know, giving out my knowledge and I don't know if this even sounds like correct or anything like that, but I just have a passion for talking. Like, honestly, I love talking to people, sharing my knowledge, my life lessons, and hoping that it can do something for the better. I just like, you know, giving my knowledge, whether that's to help or to entertain, as long as someone's getting something out 
of it, whether that's a laugh or a life lesson. I love that about you. That's um, that's big stuff for you know a young person, I think. And uh, a lot of kids are. Go ahead, AC. You had something you wanted to say. No, I was just going to stop you there. I don't think this is just big stuff for a young person. I think this is big stuff for a person of any age because it's not always easy to find our voice. I don't feel like I have more to say now than I did when I was younger. It's just I've got a little bit more confidence to say what I've got to say. But a lot of that confidence, I think it comes from places I hadn't really stopped to think about until we started talking to Brooklyn because people take me seriously now because I'm older. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to be confident in a supportive environment. It's not always easy to be confident in an environment where people don't really want to listen to you. And so like with you, Brooklyn, like you're obviously coming from a place that's that's like that. Adults are looking at you and thinking, okay, well, you're like this young kid, whatever. I don't know like if you podcast because it's just easier to sidestep all of that or if podcasting is just like the platform that is comfortable for you for some reason, but I, either way, I mean, your voice is, is being heard and you've got great things to say. Um, all right. This is one of the, the, the byproducts of getting older. I had a question and it just sort of slipped out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Do you want us to give you a minute? No, just go, go ahead. Okay. okay. Well, I had a question for you, Brooklyn. What advice would you give to someone else, no matter how old they are, somebody who maybe feels like they're not being heard? What would you say to them? I would say um, that's typical to feel like you're not being heard because honestly, especially with social media and stuff going right and stuff like that, it can be kind of hard to feel heard because everyone just seems like they're kind of doing stuff for themselves and they ne- they're never like stopping to actually checking on someone else or hear what anyone else has to say. But I would say to just be confident. And even if you feel like you're not being heard, just say what you need to say anyways, because someone is listening, whether it's one person or 200, there's going to be at least one person that's listening. So say what you need to say with confidence and just get it out there, even if you're not reaching a lot of people, but it still matters and it can still, you know, progress and expand. You you sound so together, like you're the kind of person I want to be when I grow up. If, if that doesn't sound stupid, that <laughs> <laughs> no. leads me into my next question. Like, do you feel grown up? I would say, in my mindset, I feel like I wouldn't want to say an old soul, but I do feel like I'm kind of on a different age than most of the people my age or just most people in general I don't know what it is I don't know how it became this way but I do feel like there's something to me and my mind and the way I think and that can to to relate to people sometimes yeah I I I like that answer I remember well I mean at every stage of life especially in younger life I mean I I spent a lot of time wrestling with that question myself. Do I feel grown up? I mean, a lot of ways I'm a, I'm a child, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm a grown ass man. And it's like, I wonder why can't I have toys in the bathtub? I mean, like that's my mindset, but at the same time, like <laughs> I feel like, okay, well, all the evidence is there. I am grown up, but I've always felt 
kind of conflicted. Like part of me is very young and part of me is very not young. And I think it's kind of cool that, you know, it, it sounds like you're kind of like having a similar experience because you're like this old soul, but at the same time, like you recognize that you're a young person with young passions, young energy, all this stuff. But do you think, do you think that as people, we get too hung up on like age as a concept? Yes, I definitely agree with that. I feel like, especially with the older generation, I feel like with the older generation, it's more about age than it is with the younger generation because when I'm talking to people from the older generation, like the one thing that they always bring up is my age and, oh, wow, like you're doing this at your age and your age and it just keeps coming up and coming yeah. up. And, up. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, I am the age I am, but why can't we talk about other things like who I am, what I do rather than my age? Because I don't know, I just don't think it matters. Right. I felt like it took forever for people to stop saying that about me. You know, not, you know, it wasn't like it ended when I was 18. It kept going on into my 20s. Oh, but you're so young. Oh, but you're so young. People still say it to me. I'm 38 years old and people say, oh, but you're still so young. It's like, I'm just a human. Okay. <laughs> I'm just passing through and like age is just a number and, you know, and all those things. I get frustrated about that too. But um, you as a person, I would say, I would have maybe ask like, <laughs> maybe this might sound, sound like a dumb question, but it's like, what do you want to, you know, what do you see yourself doing as an adult who sees that 16 year old kid who's got it and who's got something special going for them and they're communicating and they're talking with people. And where do you see yourself as an adult? As an adult, I hopefully see myself number one, being happy. I mean, I don't really see necessarily an occupation or anything when I think of my future. I just see happiness and growth and things of that nature. But as far as, you know, jobs and stuff like that, hopefully something either with social media or in science, in, you know, the STEM realm, hopefully dentistry Whoa. or pharmacy. Okay. Very cool. Do you think that the older generation is more bigoted than the younger generation? Um, yes. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of the older generation, they aren't open-minded like at all. They may say that they are, but I, just, I don't see it. I feel like the younger generation is very accepting and very open-minded and very, you know, I wouldn't want to say independent, but very like they just mind their business. And I feel like a lot of the older generation is really caught up in what other people are doing and have so many opinions about what other people are doing. And it's unnecessary. Hmm. Why do you think it plays out that way? Like on both ends, like the young people and the old people, what's the difference? I would say for the older generation, I think that they're so, you know, um, opinionated on what other people are doing with their lives because it's so different from when they were younger. Mm. I mean, social media wasn't a thing. Most of the things that we have weren't a thing. So I feel like it's kind of a resentment thing, honestly. And mm. they're just kind of, you know, judgy. Yeah, I, I guess like young people now are dealing with something that young people have never had to deal with before because mm -hmm. like I think when when I was a kid, 
I felt like my parents just didn't get it. But in a way, I think that they were better equipped to get me than I am to get my kids because the world I grew up in wasn't very different from the world that my parents grew up in. But the world that Mm -hmm. like y'all are in, it's like, Jesus, like nothing is even slightly the same. The, the, the communication is so easy. Like you can, I, I guess, rub up against people from like all over the world just with a, I, I was going to say a few clicks of the mouse, but even that makes me sound kind of old, but, <laughs> but I mean, you can talk yeah. to like people from everywhere, like really, really easily. You're also at the same time, like in direct contact with the entirety of human knowledge through, through the internet and, and whatnot. Like there's no excuse to be uneducated or narrow-minded just I'm, I'm wondering like what it is about the younger people that they will take advantage of all these things so much more often than like older people typically do so far this conversation has been a real eye-opener for me a few times i found myself wishing that i was able to enjoy this same level of open honest communication with my kids then it occurred to me that i can There's a whole world inside the younger generation that's not only wanting to come out, but it is coming out, while those of us who are older miss it completely. It's not enough to think that we have the kids figured out. We have to shut up and listen to what makes their experiences different from our own. Next time, we continue our conversation with Brooklyn B as she continues to wow us with her insight. In the meantime, if there's a younger person in your life, take a few minutes to ask them about the things that matter to them. And if you're not sure what those are, ask. Thank you for listening.